Welcome to Explore Radio. I'm Jeff St. Clair. Our local zoos are changing. The Akron Zoo is in the midst of a $17 million expansion, making new homes for lions and tigers. The Cleveland Metro Park Zoo recently opened exhibits featuring Asian wildlife and rare Siberian tigers. In this week's Explore Radio, we examine the research that goes into making captive animals a little more comfortable. Here comes Jasmine. I think she spotted my lettuce. Laura Bernstein-Curtis is a graduate student at Case Western Reserve University who studies zoo animals. She's holding out a piece of crisp romaine for Jasmine the giraffe. She's turning towards us. Jasmine's giant purple tongue darts out and snatches the lettuce. Munching commences. With soulful eyes just inches away, the giraffe feeding deck is a perfect way to come face to face with these majestic animals. But Bernstein Curtis discovered that when the feeding deck opened a few years ago, it altered the animal's behavior. We found that when lettuce was being sold for two hours in the morning, and then a one hour break, and then two hours in the afternoon, the giraffe spent a lot of their time after that uh, pacing near the entrance to the runway to get into the barn at the end of the day. They were done. They were done. They were ready to go in. They knew it was the end of the day. The solution Bernstein Curtis came up with last fall was to stagger the schedule to keep the giraffes guessing. Now lettuce feeding goes practically up until when the zoo closes, and in fact we saw a dramatic reduction in that pacing to go in. It's an example of how research can direct animal behavior. We see a different kind of research at Roseboro Tiger Passage, which, since it opened in 2016, has been home to Cleveland's two Siberian tigers. That's where we meet Charles Ritzler, also a grad student at Case. The question I'm focused on is introducing choice into zoo animals' lives. He's monitoring how the tigers use separate spaces. So the four exhibits we have are the river, creek, meadow, and ridge exhibits. And river and ridge can be connected by this amazing overhead tunnel. It's basically a bridge 15 feet off the ground. One tiger, Kletchka, is heading that way. He was just sitting in the creek exhibit and now he moved into the meadow exhibit. Okay. So he's actually actively taking advantage of the choice that we're giving him, which is really exciting to see. But the bridge is closed today. Ritzler says access to each enclosure is scheduled to keep the two males separate. Meanwhile, Kletchka has caught scent of something. Did you see his tongue hanging out? Like yeah, so <laughs> part of that's gonna come from panting to cool them down. Also, they do this really cool behavior called the flame in response, where they flick their tongue out, and it's going to bring in particles in the air to their vomeronasal organ, and that's another way that they can investigate the environment around them. Ritzler is thrilled to see rare tigers behaving naturally while in captivity, just feet away from us. The exhibit replaced a design from the 1960s where deep moats separated people from animals. We're getting away from that old style, you know, um, kind of looking down in at the animals. Holly Grambord with the Cleveland firm Van Auk and Aikens was lead architect for the project. Conservation-wise and education-wise and care-wise, people have evolved their thinking for what the zoo should be and what it should do. Conservation and education are big themes at the Akron Zoo, where Director of Capital Projects Chris Norman gives me a tour of the soon-to-be-finished Pride of Africa exhibit. On the other side of the backhoe, you can see the termite mound peeking up behind it. You see the, the steel work yeah. for that. And that'll be a key iconic location for the lions, sort of the pride rock, if you will, looking down the lines of a great view of downtown Akron. 
perspective will be an important part of the experience. We're looking up at the cats. They're looking down at us. Norman says the exhibit tells a story of coexistence with the natural world. So the theme for Pride of Africa really is about ways that we can, as a society, modify our behaviors to benefit the natural environment. Captive animals, he says, remind us of our obligation to protect wild places. The zoo at our best, the zoo and aquariums are uh, an inspiration for us in our daily lives, you know, to make the connection that, that what we do matters. The current thinking and exhibit design, while giving animals choices, also stresses the choice we have of whether to make sure they still have a home here on Earth. I'm Jeff St. Clair with this week's Explore Radio.